Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here from Golf Strategy School. And in today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit more about a subject that we kind of lightly went over in last week's episode with Chris Finn. Now, Chris was talking about working with a player and helping him get his four centers of rotation correct in order to get a proper angle of attack on the golf ball, specifically with his driver. Chris mentioned that the person was coming in at a negative couple of degrees, two or three degrees, and instantly they got him flipped around to a positive two or three degrees. I think it was one or two degrees. So what I wanted to talk about today is really what is angle of attack and how can we use it to our benefit, just simply understanding it and when it should be applied. Let's talk about it. All right, so in Chris's example, again, he was going, he was working with a very high skill level player who was at a negative angle of attack with his driver and a positive angle of attack after they were able to fix the physical barrier that this player was experiencing and they were able to hit the ball at a better what is called angle of attack. So angle of attack is referencing at what angle the club head is coming into the ball. So a negative angle of attack means that you are hitting down on the golf ball. And with most clubs in most situations, that's what you want. Really, the situation that you don't want that is when you are hitting your driver. And maybe if you're hitting a a three wood off of a tee as a more kind of conservative club selection. So those are really the situations where you want to have each one occur. Negative angle of attack is for hitting a ball off the ground. That's all of our irons. Uh, You'll see sometimes on tour, you'll hear people talk about like, oh yeah, it really came down on that one. Especially if there's like long grass in those circumstances, they have a much greater angle of attack because they want to chop down on top of that golf ball like they're swinging an axe rather than sweep that golf ball because there's all that grass and all that interference in between their club and the ball, and it's going to get things off track before they're able to make contact. So if you watch high-level players or if you're you know, if you're playing on the weekend and you see a higher-level player out kind of in the boonies, in the tall grass, and they're taking a very steep swing, they are 
they're coming in at a very steep angle of attack so they don't get any of that muck behind the ball and they're able to make club to ball contact more crisply Uh, when we're just kind of in the middle of the fairway our angle of attack isn't nearly as extreme because we do want to be kind of sweeping that ball a little bit more you're still coming down on it but just not as drastically you can imagine how (laughs) if you've been in the in the rough and the nastiness you can imagine how smashing your hands and your wrists over and over and over again like that just whacking them it's going to be a painful experience at the end of the day you're probably not going to hit too many great shots and you're probably not going to enjoy golf as much as you should so really it's it's kind of understanding when we need to go steep that's in our our catastrophic situations where we're trying to hack our way out of tall grass and when we're supposed to go sweep and that is with our, our more regular situations in the fairways and, and easier, cleaner lies. Uh, with our clubs, specifically, we can talk about irons. With our irons, we're coming in at this negative angle of attack. And what it is hopefully doing is getting you to hit the ball just slightly before you hit the ground And what it starts the ball to do is to roll up the face of the club. And then you're going to get some good backspin on that shot and hopefully have a a lighter, softer landing. Now, where Chris was talking about with the driver is where we are going to flip the script. So with our driver, if, if you're imagining your driver club head right now, you know that it is a very steep face. Most drivers are between 9 and 10.5 degrees. If you have more of a starter set, your driver might be like 11 or 12 degrees. If you're a more experienced player and you've got your swing tuned, you could have a 8, 8.5, maybe even 7.5 degree driver face. And really what you're doing here is you are looking at just purely how much space from vertical that face is uh, when you're impacting the ball. So if you're coming with a negative angle of attack, if you're hitting down on the ball with a driver and a face that that's steep, you're not going to get the maximum performance out of the swing. Uh, What we want to do is we want to kind of catapult that ball on the upswing, and that is as you can imagine, the positive angle of attack. So when the angle of attack is negative, that's you hitting down on your driver. This could result to kind of your sky balls. Uh, if you're hitting down on the driver and you're just barely clipping the ball and you feel like you get all T, that's probably a pretty severe angle of attack. If you are flipping it around the other way, though, and you have a positive angle of attack and your positive angle of attack, it's not going to be a huge number. It's not going to be like 15. It's going to be something probably in the two to three, maybe four degree range. Now, I don't expect you to be able to swing the club and just learn this. Uh, You can probably feel it from swinging the club, especially when uh, when you. When you get those sky balls, you can feel how you barely touch the ball at all. Uh, you can feel the good upward angle of attack when you really hit one flush. And 
it tends to go high and stay high. You get that nice kind of steady launch angle to it. So that's that's what it might look like for a good positive angle of attack. There's a couple different ways that you can train this, and there's my favorite way to check it. So let's talk about how you can check it first. You would check this usually by using some type of simulator or track man or some way to measure all those real fine point variables in your swing. That's going to be the most consistent method. So when we can get in front of a track man or if you want to go to like your local golf simulator, a lot of times if you're going to even like a place to demo and hit clubs that has the simulator, a lot of times they will have that angle of attack as a metric on there. And again, you're looking for something that's a positive number and like I said before, it doesn't, you know, you're not going to have like a 10 or a 15 angle of attack. You're probably going to have in the three or four, maybe five degree angle of attack. And that's going to get you a nice high launch that goes as far as possible. And that's really when you see these YouTube videos about like two simple tricks to smoke your driver 30 more yards. That's almost always what they're talking about is changing that angle of attack. Because once you understand the concept of it, it really is pretty easy to change and pretty easy to train as well. So we've talked about how you can monitor it. That's simple. You just go to some type of golf simulator, whether it's a, a Dick's Sporting Goods, uh, your local you know golf club outfitter. For me, that's Nevada Bob's. And you go ahead and you hit that way. Or if you're taking lessons and your instructor has access to something like a track man, then yep, you can get on that and that'll give you all that data as well. Now, how do we fix it if we're coming in too steep? Well, what we want to do again is we want to hit up on the ball. So what we can do is we can use tees. So this isn't really going to work on a mat, but if you're hitting off dirt, you can use tees to put in a barrier in front of where you would impact the ball and a barrier behind your impact. So what you would do is you would you would have your golf ball teed up and then on your same exact target line, maybe three or four inches behind that golf ball. Again, this is before you impact it. You're going to take a tee and you're going to drive it into the ground half as tall as your other tee. So the idea being if you're using a tee and it's two inches out of the ground, this one that you're driving into the ground is only going to be one inch out of the ground. So if you're someone like me who uses their pinky to figure out how far to put in the tee, I'd simply bend my pinky at the knuckle and you know, eyeball it to get it about halfway and go about it that way. So when we're setting up that one, the idea behind that lower T before impact is to make sure that we are coming up on the ball and not hitting down on it. You, if you hear a click click into the ball and if that T goes flying, then you know that you're not necessarily coming up on it quite as much as you would like to. On the flip side, we're going to go the same distance, again, about three inches, down the target line, and we are going to leave a tee a little bit higher than 
our our tee that's holding the golf ball. The idea here is to kind of continue that that upward trajectory with the club and to get it to clear that second tee, just like we're hoping to clear that first tee. So your golf ball, what it's going to look like is like your golf ball is on the middle of three stairs. You've got the first little baby stair that happens before you hit the ball. Then you've got the middle stair holding your golf ball. And then you've got the tallest stair at the end. And really what we're trying to do is only hit that golf ball off the middle stair. And yes, this is an extreme setup. So like I say with all of my drills, you practice the extreme. That way you don't have to think about it and you will automatically regress back to the mean. So like that comfortable middle ground, uh, we, you know, we practice the drastic movements that way when you know, we're on the course, we don't have to think about it and our body will just retain some of that and make incremental changes. That'll be enough for us to actually play well on the course. So when you hear those videos on YouTube going, you know, Hey, we're going to get you 10 more yards in five swings or less we're probably talking about something like that, especially if it's driver specific. I should clarify that driver specific. When they say that it's almost always that, uh, or they're talking about some type of weight shift, but really when it comes down to playing your best golf, you need to have a better understanding. And I know angle of attack is a newer term. It may not be new to everybody, but for a lot of people, if you just say, hey, what's your angle of attack to a weekend golfer? They're going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. They're probably going to think something about like, what direction do you like to attack the pin from? You know, what angle do you like to approach the green from? That kind of thing. Rather than the actual specific reference of the physics side of golf, which is at what angle is the club head moving when we impact the golf ball? So again, a real easy way to check it is hop on a simulator, get it scoped out that way. Or if you're working with a pro, have them do a track man for you. If you are working on improving it, it's that simple T stair mechanism. Your golf ball goes in the middle, shorter T before impact, longer T after impact. And you want to get that kind of upward swing on the golf ball. And really all this is doing is getting us a nice high launch angle with all of the force sending the ball down range rather than the force being imparted in one of those high toe shots that just kind of goes up in the air and doesn't go very far. So if you're struggling with your driver, hopefully you understand that. Hopefully you have a little bit better understanding of, you know, this sometimes difficult mechanical principle in golf. And as always, if you're putting those things into practice, I will catch you in the shark grass. Cheers, everybody. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of this 
this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.